as I learn more about myself and what makes me happy, then it got me thinking, well, what makes other people happy? What, what, what can I do to enhance their experience, enhance their life? And so that's, uh, you know, some of the stuff that I've learned over the years. Hey, I'm Ronia Sakata, founder of the Joy Academy and queen of joy. That's how my friends call me. It's so important to me that my life is full of joy and that I enjoy every moment because I know how fast it could be over. We can do so many things to bring joy in our lives, to create joy, and that's what this podcast is all about. I talk with people and they tell me how they bring joy to their everyday life and how they create a life full of joy. So let's dive right in and please tell me after the episode what your takeaway is from this talk. Welcome to this episode with Mike Wolf. I am so happy to talk with him today. We met two, uh, two years ago about yeah, I think it in, in California and I'm so happy to reconnect and talk about joy and everything else in life. Mike, who are you? What brings you joy? And how do you create joy in your everyday life? That's how we start and then we see where we where we go. Sounds great. Well, first of all, I'm Mike Wolf and I'm most known as a real estate investor and I've been doing that for about 31 years and I do a lot of trainings uh, and uh, People that work with me, they, they sign up for a real estate training, but really they're, they're, what they don't know is they're really getting a personal development course disguised as real estate investing training. And so uh, but that's what I'm most known for. And I've been an entrepreneur all my life. Uh, but if we were to go back in time, there were, there were times where I didn't, you know, I had, I figured out how to make the money, but I didn't have that much joy in my life. I, I was, you know, a workaholic and, and uh, spending way too many hours, uh, you know, running around. And over time, I learned how to uh, change my currency from just how do you make money to uh, happiness and joy and fulfillment. And uh, that's what I want to share with everybody today. How did, how did I switch uh, from one to the other? And, and now I went from being a workaholic to a playaholic. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, nor I normally, under normal circumstances, you know, pretty much I do, I, ma I make sure I do what I love every single day and what I love. I love to travel. So normally I travel full time. Of course, COVID put a bit of a damper on that and uh, love to hang out with my two grand, my two grandkids. And I also love to do a lot of volunteering and giving back. And I think that's really one of the keys to joy is doing things, you know, for other people and doing, doing things to help others and uh, that go beyond yourself. And that's where I get my happiness, my joy, my fulfillment comes from that. And uh, so I don't, I don't think we were put on this planet to, just work all day. I don't, you know, so, so many of us identify with our career, with our job, with what we do. And very few of us really know what lights us up. We do things out of, because we, we need to out of necessity. And I think it's important to, uh, you know, figure out ways to take some time to do the things that, uh, that make a difference that are important and that, and that bring joy to your life. I, so, remember that the moment i asked you what do you do we met at brandon bouchard's um experts academy and right. you were volunteering there and i asked you what do you do for work well i'm my team is better when i'm away so i travel full time yeah. and they do the work i was like wow that's that's goal like work goals hashtag work goals <laughs> and i'm so happy that we can dig into that and but also like like you said, you were a workaholic and you changed that. Did something happen there? Did you have a big like life crisis or what kind of incident or, or situation made you change that? Because that's a big step like or a big decision. And that's what I love. Like we can decide and then everything's going to change really quickly. We don't have to decide and then wait for another three years. We can decide and then make changes really like overnight absolutely and and so for for, for me i i um you know, i've been doing this a long long time and uh, i was always brought up that hey you're 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 the you're the guy you're you need to be the provider for your family and so i took it to heart and so i became a really good provider but i also became a workaholic and um i remember my daughter who's now 25 i remember there were lots of days where um, i would leave home it would be dark outside 
and she wasn't even awake yet. And then I'd come home, it would be dark outside again, and she was already in bed. And I missed a lot of, you know, important events that I wish I could have been there for. And um, yeah, I just, I just got to the point where I, you know, like I said, I had all this, I had money, no problem. I had lots of money, but I wasn't really that happy. I didn't, uh, you know, I, I, uh, my, everything around me, the money was great, but my relationships were falling apart. My health was starting to fall apart. And I didn't have any focus on any, I had no balance in my life on any of those other things. And it's very easy to do, especially if you're an entrepreneur, because I was very passionate about what I did. So I didn't mind the long hours. I loved, I actually loved the uh, adrenaline from, you know, doing deals and, and putting things together and making the business fly. But um, yeah, I just started to notice that obviously things were, you know, I'm now divorced, I've been divorced for quite a while, uh, but it was a direct result of that. I, I wasn't really there. And um, so I started to see that other things were starting to fall apart. I had all, all the things that most people would, at least from the outside, that think would make you happy. Like I had the big house and the, the cars and the fancy, like everything you could possibly want. And yeah, I come home at the end of the day and I always felt like something was missing. I didn't feel the fulfillment. And so I started to uh, bring people onto my team. I, I just realized, hey, I can't even scale my business anymore because I'm already working 12 to 14 hours. So assuming I want to eat at some point in the day um, and sleep, and I, I couldn't really add any more to my plate. So I, I, out of, from necessity, I started to bring some people on my team and started to, to build the team. And I realized that as I built up the team, I was starting to get my time back and I was starting to get a little bit more happy. Uh, and I was actually making more money doing less. And, and as you mentioned earlier, these days, I realized that when I try to get involved in my business, I slow everybody down and I actually cost myself money and I just get in the way. So I just let the these days I get the team to do almost everything for me. And that's but what that's allows a, That's a big achievement too, you know, like being not a, not a helicopter boss, like controlling everybody, like trusting and choosing obviously the right people. And that's a, that's a whole other hour to talk about how to hire and trust people you, you like, and they are good at what they do. And then just let them, let them do their work. I think that's, that's a really big achievement. By the way, that's that was a big that that was that's, that didn't happen overnight. By the way, okay. so when I say I hired people at first, and, and this is some some of the stuff that I teach my entrepreneur students is that if you're going to be successful, you're probably going to go through three phases. Most entrepreneurs start off as solopreneurs and they do everything, which is what I did, and then you know you get to the point where you can't get any bigger, your business can't scale unless you hire people. So then we reluctantly hire people because we don't don't really have a choice, but we micromanage them and and we make them. You know, tell us every little detail that's going on, and we we uh, don't give them any freedom to make decisions, and that's how I was too. So I went from being a uh, solopreneur to a micromanager slash babysitter, and then <laughs> eventually, though, you realize that if you get the right people on your team, and or you put the right systems in place, then you realize that hey, you know what, these people do better. They know what they're doing better than I do, and even if if you taught somebody, if they didn't know how to do that position before you taught them. If somebody does something for eight hours a day, at some point they're going to eclipse what you can do, if, especially if you're not doing it regularly. And so, um, so it took a while, but I got to the point where I stopped micromanaging and I gave people freedom to make decisions and I empowered them. And then not only were they happier, uh, they became more productive when they're doing what they love. When they love their job, they 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 work a lot harder and they're much more proud of their work. Uh, when you're micromanaging them, they feel like if you make them feel like an employee and that they don't have any decision-making power and they're not allowed to use their, their brains. Um, usually you don't get a great result. And so it took a while to, to transition through those three phases where, uh, you know, now I've got a, my, my dream team and they just make stuff happen. And I don't even have to, I don't even pay attention. It's just happening and I'm getting the results that I want, but it took a while. So I don't want to make it sound like, Hey, this happens overnight, but you got to start somewhere. If you, you keep with the, the mindset of a solopreneur that, Oh, nobody can do this as well as I can. And uh, my business is going to fall apart if it's not me. Well, then you're setting yourself up for a, uh, you know, not having a lifestyle. You might make, you might figure out how to make some good money, but you're not going to, you're probably not going to have happiness and you're not going to have a life. And so uh, being able to go to that third phase is really the key to getting your, your, uh, your time back. And then, 
once you have your time, then you can go and make a difference. And to me, that's where the fulfillment and joy comes from. And that's why when you met me, I was volunteering because I love to volunteer and give back and help other people. And uh, that's why I'm so much happier today than I ever was. You know, if, if we had this conversation 15 years ago, I could have told you how to make money. I was really, really good at it. But at the end of the day, I'd go home and just felt empty. All my friends were jealous of me because I had the big home, but I didn't feel great inside it. Like, you know, so it was great for the ego that all my friends liked what I had, but I didn't really, every time you, I got something, it would make you happy for maybe a week or two. And then after that, it's like, it's, it's like a drug. You need that next thing, that next material thing in order to be happy. And, and uh, it doesn't really make you happy, I found. But, but when you got your time back, that's not the ticket to happiness all right away. You have to make decisions and learn or even your health. That's not, you have some time. You can lay at the pool and drink whiskey all day. You could do that. And then your health is going down even further. So how did you, how did you choose how to become happy and become healthy and, and like find out what you want, like volunteering there are, a million organizations you could do that but you chose one where you are just always influenced by good thoughts and um, information so that was a good choice too but you don't get there right away too so that would be so interesting if you tell us that yeah absolutely and, and so i didn't really know i just knew that i needed to you know i needed to get some people on my team or, or you know I, i could not add any more hour i could not take any more hours out of my day and, and still get sleep and food and be able to eat like i said and so i had no choice and so i wasn't really necessarily even consciously trying to uh so much get my time back i was actually trying i was actually originally trying to get more productive and okay. and do more business get more clients and so I, i didn't do it with the intention of creating more happiness more time more more fulfillment that all that all kind of happened by mistake and so um, as i started to get my time back though um, I just started to realize that, Hey, you know what, I'm, not only am I getting, am I working less, but I'm making more money. And so, and so that was the kind of the first clue. And then I thought, well, if I take this to the next level and I get more people, maybe I'll get even more time back and make more money. And then I got to the point where I delegated almost everything. And as I did that, you know, then I started, to, I've, I've always wanted to travel. And so I, I really started to see a lot more of the planet. And when you travel, um, like there's one incident that really stands out with me. I went, to, I went to Thailand and in Thailand, you know, obviously the, the people make a lot less money than they do here in North America and Europe. And I remember I was, I was at a payphone and, and, uh, uh, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to make a call with a calling card and I was getting very frustrated because it wasn't working. And this, this taxi driver, uh, could see I was struggling and he, He stopped and he said, hey, you know what? No, that, that calling card doesn't work. That calling card doesn't work. And, and he took me in his taxi to a 7-Eleven store, spoke to the person behind the counter in Thai, got me the proper card, drove me back to the payphone. And I wanted to give him a, this huge tip. He wouldn't even take the cab fare. And to me, that was like so weird being, being a capitalist, uh, seeing this person who probably doesn't know where his next meal is coming from. He wouldn't even take the cab fare, let alone the, a, a tip. And it just got me really, really thinking. And he, and he was smiling. And when you go to Thailand, everybody there is always smiley. And that they're all, they always seem really happy. And that was kind of my first clue that, hey, it's not the money. It doesn't have to be the money that, that lights you up. It doesn't have to be that. And, you know, during my travels, I had a lot of different experiences like that. And I just got to see how other people live. And it brought me a new sense of gratitude and a new kind of new filter for seeing uh, the, the planet and seeing that, you know, not, you know, here, here in North America, especially, we you know, we chase money and we're, we're, we, we, you know, spend our whole lives chasing after money and we forget about all the other things. And so that was kind of the start of it. Um, I, I, I did a, uh, being in real estate after, after hurricane Katrina, um, this opportunity to fix up these homes that, that got hit by, by the hurricane. Uh, obviously I'm, I'm, that's what I specialize in is taking homes that are, that are trashed and building okay. teams and fixing them. And so, After Hurricane Katrina, I, I bought a bunch of homes in New Orleans, fixed them up, and brought a bunch of people back. And I'd done a lot of projects. These homes, by the way, were under 20 feet of water for like three weeks straight. So this was a big project. And I had done projects that required a lot less work in the past and made a lot of money doing it. And this one was more of a give back project. And it wasn't, wasn't for profit. Yeah. And you know, it, was, it was things like that where I learned, man, that, that was my favorite real estate project I ever did. And I didn't even make money doing it. And so I, I just started, things started to, 
the universe kind of put these different things uh, in front of me where I was realizing that money, what, I was always brought up to think that, hey, I got to be the provider, make the money. And, and then I realized, hey, you know what, if I can figure out how to work smart, not hard, and the money just comes in where you don't even think about it, you're not, you're not even focused on it anymore, then what are the things that you can do with your, with your time that go and, and not only create happiness and joy for you, but also happiness and joy for somebody else? And to me, it's giving back. And as you mentioned, I mean, you met me at a, at a seminar. That's one of the ways I give back because I help uh, some of my friends that I think are doing amazing things to educate people and empower them, uh, such as yourself. So I'm so glad that I got to meet you. But I also do things at, at orphanages. And I like to hang out with uh, the kids and, and play with them and, and donate my time, not just my money, but my time. Um, I've done, I, I do, I'm also an animal lover and I do a lot of stuff for animal rights. Uh, so, so I do a lot of different things that are in alignment with what's important to me. And I just find, uh, yes, you absolutely could take, once you get your time back, you could lie on the beach and, and drink margaritas all day in the sun. And, and I definitely do that some, at some points in my life, cause you need to take time for yourself. But I think that that only makes you happy once again, for so long after a while, um, your brain starts to turn to mush and I think you need to keep. Uh, stimulated. So, so I've learned a lot about myself. Once I got that time back, I, you know, and especially traveling the world, a lot of times by myself, it gives you a lot of time to be reflective and think, think about what's important. And, uh, you know, to me, making a difference is very, very important. And, and so putting the money on autopilot, that's what I teach people how to do. It's not just how do you make the money, but how do you make the money by working smart, not hard. And, it's kind of like oxygen. We never think about we never think about the the air that we breathe because it's so abundant. And so I'm I'm never thinking. Oh, I hope I hope you're I hope you're not breathing too much air because there's not enough for me. We never think that. And so if you can get the money where where your money is figured out where it's abundant and it comes in passively, uh, and then you've got your time to do whatever you want. Uh, and when you put that on autopilot, then I think that gives you the opportunity to do things that really matter and that make a difference and, and that help other people. So it was it was definitely an evolution. And it came down, you know, me learning what made, you know, uh, doing a lot of personal development. Uh, once again, traveling by yourself is really good personal development. You don't have some, anybody else to talk to, so you kind of go inwards. And being in, in foreign places where you don't really understand, uh, you know, how, how things work and just observing. Uh, so, so a lot of it has happened just kind of organically, just through living my life. And, you know, just find out what's important to me and what makes me happy. And also, how can I make other people happy? So that's my mission wherever I go. And, and just like when you met me, my goal was to make sure, even though I'm not getting paid, make sure everybody who goes to those seminars is having an amazing experience and it's going to change their life. And to me, that's very, very important. And so uh, this, is a, this is a very long answer, but uh, really it just happened organically. And I, as I learn more about myself and what makes me happy, then it got me thinking, well, what makes other people happy? What, what, what can I do to enhance their experience, enhance their life? And so that's, uh, you know, some of the stuff that I've learned over the years. What I love is like you say, it happened organically and it just put the universe, put these things in front of me. But you, are you like this kind of person all your life, like making other people happy or were you like a capitalist real estate guy making money, 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 and then you changed or like, are you the same person, but just healthier and happier? Because you yeah. could really like you travel alone and you could close, like just see the, the highlights of the sightseeing tour things, staying at gorgeous hotels, being bored, drinking too much. Like, like even though you're traveling and you see things, you can do it this or that way. You know, it's, and I know you are like, you're so open to people and you connect with people immediately. Then you learn about them and then the magic happens, but you could travel like this, like a typical Canadian tourist with a lot of money and you learn nothing, even though you saw the world, you know what I mean? So how, how is it different for you or how could somebody like, see, I want to be like Mike, but I don't know how to do it. Could you do an explanation for that? Or are you just that way? You're like, I can't explain. It's just uh, how I am. Yeah, well, I can definitely explain. Yeah. So um, to me, Cap, you know, a lot of people, when you watch movies, they always make the, the rich guy look like the bad guy. And it's always the, the you know, the, the poor person that's, you know, being taken advantage of by the rich guy. And to, and to me, 
uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Most of the uh, wealthy people that I know are actually some of the most giving people. And so I just want to, one, clarify that because a lot of us are, are very heart-centered and we want to give. But if you're not good at receiving, if you don't have the resources coming in, you can only give so much before you run out yourself. Yeah, and that's the so point. Like, I want to be a multimillionaire myself too. And when people like Swiss people are not, you know, like, yeah, you have to be modest and don't exaggerate and don't have too big of a dream. You can be a, you, have, you can have a moderate dream, but not a too big one. That's so American or something like that. But, but when I have money, I can give back to like env environmentally and an animal as you said and that's so important to me i want to give millions to the ocean cleanup project right away not like 200 francs you know so exactly. that's my possibility then i don't believe in the bad rich guy at all but i think you can have a lot of money and be bored about life or you can be as alive as you are and that's the difference i find so cool to the state of being you are in is just so much easier, nicer, cooler, and, and happier. So this kind of advice, like how do you walk through life and, and be like, like Mike, I love yeah. it. Well, <laughs> well, so, so, here, so here's the thing is that for me, you can, you can absolutely be really become really good at receiving. And I, I find a lot of people that are heart centered, like myself, like you, we have trouble receiving. We're, we're, we just want to give, 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 and we have a hard time receiving something. And so it's really a mindset uh, where you realize that, um, you know, things like money, it's meant to come in and then it's meant to be put back into circulation, just like oxygen. I'll go back to oxygen again. You know, you breathe it in, you put it back out and it, go, it goes back and forth. If you were to try to hoard it, you try to keep it all in, that doesn't work. Uh, so you basically, uh, for, for me, I, I think that money is a, uh, an amplifier. Whatever you are, it's going to make you more of that. It's going to give you the opportunity to be more of that. And so if you're a giver, it allows you to give a lot more. If you're heart-centered, it allows you to be more heart-centered. And so a lot of people see it as, they, they feel bad. It's like, oh, if I take in money, I'm, that means I'm taking something from somebody else. And that, nothing can be further from the truth because, for example, um, you know, let's say, let's say uh, you paid me money to take one of my real estate trainings and I showed you how to make more money. Well, I'm gaining because you're paying me. I'm giving you knowledge that allows you to make more money and we're helping each other you're, you're pulling me up i'm pulling you up and so to me uh being being a capitalist being a, a real estate investor specifically one of the things i teach my students is really what we are i don't even like the term real estate investor i like the term problem solver because every time somebody needs to sell their home there's a reason for it nobody just randomly wakes up in the morning and puts their home on the market either it's a they're moving up they're moving down it's a divorce they lost their job there's always a story behind it and so the more problems we know how to solve, the more we get paid. And so to me, what's in my bank account is a direct reflection of how many people I help. So if my bank account's small, it means I'm not helping nearly enough people. And so when you, when you frame it that way and you change your mindset around money so that you don't have trouble receiving it, uh, uh, that changes everything. And so you've got to be able to, uh, you know, to me, like I said, it's an amplifier. And if you're, if you're a jerk, you're going to become a much bigger jerk when you have more money because it gives you that opportunity uh when you're when you're, when you're <laughs> <So> true <laughs> one of the things that i tell people and, and i meet people all the time and uh i can tell just by talking to them that they have this uh you know they, they need to, to work on themselves when it comes to money a lot of us repel money uh sometimes subconsciously but we actually turn are turning it away because we're we're uh, we, we feel like it's a bad, we feel like it's a bad thing just because of how it's been portrayed in the media, how, how our parents brought us up, uh, things that maybe we witnessed. And so the first thing I, I teach people is, is how to shift that mindset around money because, you know, and, and the first thing I'll tell them is, well, if you, if you think money is a bad thing, if you think it's really evil, then make lots of it and then give it all away. I guarantee you it's super easy to give it away if you get really sick of it. So that part is pretty simple. And, uh, but, but really that's, that's the key is that you can be, you can absolutely be good at making money and equate it to the number of people that you're, you're serving, number of people who you're helping. And the great thing is, you know, with money, you can always be a win-win. Every single person that I come in contact with, I want to make sure I leave them in a better position than when I found them. And I want to give them a return on their investment. If they invest a certain amount of money with me, I want to make sure that the value they get is higher than that.
And so once again, it's a win because I'm, I'm getting paid for my knowledge. I'm not giving it away for free because people don't put value on what they get for free. And so I'm winning and they're winning. And then they, then now they learn how to make more money and they go do the same thing and they help somebody else. We can all lift each other up. And so if you look at it that way, instead of, Oh, well, if, I, if, if somebody's paying me, that means they're going down. No, you're providing them with some sort of value. And as you do that, you're helping them win too. And that's the goal is for all of us to win. And so, uh, so that's something I had to learn myself because when I was younger, I, I uh, like to give everything away for free, especially when I got to a pretty good point financially. I, I used to train, you know, people would always call me up and say, hey, Mike, can I pick your brain? I want to, I'll take you to Starbucks and, you know, we'll have a coffee and you can teach me what you know. And most of them would for, never get a result. two coffees, maybe two. <laughs> Well, I, and I would teach, I would quite often give them some of my best information for free and then they would never do anything with it. And then one of my early mentors said, Hey, Mike, you need to start, you need to create some courses and give people ways to work with you and you should charge them X amount of dollars. And I felt really bad at first. I go, I can't, I can't charge people for that. And, they, and he goes, why not? And I go, well, you know, I've, ta I've taught other people and they never got a, a result. I don't want to take people's money and they don't get a result. And they go, the reason they didn't get a result is they didn't pay you any money. And so I reluctantly created my first program and I started to charge a small amount for it, very small amount by today's standards. Uh, I charged a very small amount and then people started to get, you know, they, they'd invest in it and they'd get a result. And then my mentor said, okay, now you got to raise your prices. I was like, what? I had a really hard time doing that. Uh, but the more I charged, the better the result was for, you know, the people would put more, once they have some skin in the game, they want to get a return on that investment. Whatever they gave you, they want to get that back and then some. And so... Uh, so I learned a lot through that process and, and uh, I realized that, man, people don't put value on stuff they get for free. And, and um, so, so in any case, a lot of entrepreneurs, we need to learn our self-worth. And a lot of times we tend to, for, for a lot of us, it's our gifts. We're, we're, we're putting our gifts out there to the world and, and because it comes naturally to us, we have a hard time charging for it. We just think, oh, well, this is our gift and, and needs to be shared. But quite often, we're actually doing a disservice by not learning how to receive for, for sharing our gifts with the world. And so, um, so once again, long, long answer, but... Um, I love long answers. Don't, don't feel <laughs> sorry for that. Like, just, just go, go ahead with whatever yeah, comes but, to your mind. That's but, so interesting but, to learn yeah, and listen. But, yeah, but to, to me, you know, um, I, I think there's something to be said. I, I know in North America, everybody likes to more kind of, you don't, you don't want to stand out. And I don't want to stand out either in, in some respects, but I also want to be, I want to stand out as the biggest giver on this planet. I want to be the person who can go and go to these causes. My, my dad actually just passed away, unfortunately, like a week ago. And Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Thank you. But I was able to, you know, uh, my mother, uh, I didn't want her to have to pay the bill. I could, I didn't have to think about what the, whatever the cost was, no problem. And so I want to be in a position where when things like that happen, I don't have to like figure out, Oh, how are we going to figure out how are we going to pay for this? Or how are we going to, how are we going to help somebody else? I just want to be able to do it in a big way. And so, so being mediocre is okay. Not standing out. I get that. It's good. To, it's great to be humble. It's great to fit in. And I, I totally understand the, the culture and the mindset behind that, but I would rather actually, uh, escalate to a higher level, just so I can give back more and, and make a bigger impact, make a bigger difference. So why, why put a ceiling on, on things like that? I say, I say strive to be like the best, uh, in, in a modest way and, and then go take, you know, your, take your successes and use that to help other people to have successes. Yeah. And what's, what's the definition of success I have on my business card. What if, what if um, our measurement of success would be joy? That was a quote of Sarah Jones in a podcast of, of uh, Elizabeth Chilbert. And I just so loved this, this saying, like the amount of joy, if that's our measurement of success, that's why you are such a happy guy and, and even more successful because you are focusing on joy. And that's so, so cool and also impressive, you know, and, impressive is not important to you that's what i like like if you're rich and humble and a nice person it doesn't matter it's just like we're having a good time together and all the achievements and the money is not important because now it's just a joyful conversation or this taxi driver and you had a joyful interaction and being nice and kind and 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 just empowering to 
everybody you meet the whole day is so cool. It's like a life is easy and life is a cool game when you see it that way. But isn't that too easy? You know, it sneaks in for a lot of people. It's like, you're, you're so joyful all the time. What, what are you doing? Like, what's wrong with you? And then like, come on, it's just more fun, isn't it? And Absolutely. And, and I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, things such as gratitude, just appreciating what you have, no matter where you are, instead of saying, oh, I want this, I need, I, I need this. I need, and we, we all have these wants, these things that we want. And I think when you actually take time to, and I do this every morning, I think about the things that I'm grateful for. I mean, one of the places that I volunteered, uh, I went to a place called uh, Vanuatu, which is some islands in, in the South Pacific. It's, it's near between Australia and New Zealand. And a number of years ago, they got hit by a hurricane. And uh, myself and some other entrepreneurs, we got together, uh, raised a bunch of money, bought a bunch of water filters and showed them how we went there, showed them how to use it and brought them clean drinking water. And when you do something like that and you come home and you turn on a tap and magically clean water appears, uh, you, you never take that for granted again once you've seen, uh, you know, people that are that don't don't have clean drinking water. And uh, so a lot of it comes like down, I think, also to gratitude, just being grateful for what you have every every morning. That's the first thing I do is I just think about the, the things that. Uh, I'm grateful for. And when you start the day on that note where you're already in gratitude and you're on a pot, you know, you're looking at things from the positive and it's so easy to get into the negative these days, especially with what's going on. So many people get stuck there. Uh, if, you, if you actually take the time and think about all the things like our, like on our bad days, here we are in the middle of you know COVID and during our bad times, there's people on the other side of the planet. This would be their dream day. Our bad day would be their dream day. They can't even imagine having a day like we get to have. And so I think a lot of it comes down to just being grateful for where you're at, what you have. And even though you might not have everything that you want, it doesn't mean that, Hey, I'm grateful and I don't, I don't need anything else. But what it does mean is that you're, you're, you're just happy for where you're at right now. You, you have a bigger vision for the future, but you're, you're, you're not, instead of being negative, Oh, I, I don't have that car. Or I don't have this. I don't have that. Focusing on the things that you do have. I, I, I personally believe that the universe rewards you when you uh, are grateful for what you have, as opposed to whining about what you, you know, the things that you wish you had. And also I think, I just believe in karma. I think as you go out and you help more people, uh, it comes back a hundred times over. And I don't, I never do something with the expectation of getting anything back, but that's just something I've noticed is the more I give, the more I get, you just kind of get in, I find you get in the flow. And you can do no wrong. Like everything you just suddenly turns to gold. And I think it comes from one, having the right mindset, which definitely revolves around positivity, gratitude, things like that, but also going out and trying to help other people, just like that taxi driver did for me. He, he didn't get anything directly from it, but um, it made him happy, made him full fulfilled. And he was, and he probably was living by your mantra where, you know, it's about joy and it brought him joy to do that. And I think that there's no more, no better joy and just going out there and helping somebody else who's struggling in some way and making a difference in their life. And, you know, when I go back to New Orleans where I fix up those homes from Hurricane Katrina and I see some of these families that would have never been able to get back into a home again and, and what an impact it was able to have on them, that feels, that, that to me, that's a hundred times more important than the money that I could have made had I, had I sold those homes instead of done it as a, uh, you know, a give back project. And so these are the things that, that I think, um, Create, create that joy and the happiness. And I think when you focus on that, and that's your main uh, goal in life, you wake every, every day, you're, you know, you're smiling and you're happy and, and you're just grateful to be where you're at. And so I'm never, there's never a day where I'm like volunteering saying, oh, I wish today was a day I was uh, on the beach. Because I know that, you know, in my life, I have, I have, I definitely give myself enough time for those beach days, but I also give myself time for my grandchildren days. And I also give myself time for the volunteer days. And when you have the right balance of all these things, uh, you can, you can truly be happy every single day. Did you, or do you have a habit of, um, like, what is my wish and what do I want? What do I want next? And how do I plan my year? Are you very clear about that? Or are you just in the flow? You know, it's, yeah, it's two, two different kinds of planning type or just let it go type and, and everything will appear anyway on my doorstep and I go from there. How do you create your year, your month, your week? 
Yeah, so most, most people uh, teach the opposite of this. Uh, however, I am very go, much go with the flow, and I just find that uh, the right opportunities, the right people just magically show up in, in my life, and I have faith that, you know, that when you're doing the right things, this, this will continue to happen. So I never really worry about that. I never really, you know, I, I don't really, you know, a lot of times I'm very spontaneous, uh, obviously with, with uh, COVID, I haven't been able to be as spontaneous as normal, but sometimes I wake up. And you know, I, I remember I was speaking in Chicago a, a few years ago and I was there, I was speaking for three days and then I purposely took two days after uh, to just go enjoy the city because I really enjoy Chicago. But the, my days off, it, it was pouring rain and uh, I thought, oh, I'm not gonna really accomplish very much because it was, it was like just crazy how much rain was coming down. And so I just Ubered to the airport and looked at the board, a list of all the places that I could get to. And later that afternoon, I was sitting by the pool in Scottsdale, Arizona in, in the sun. And so to me, life's too short to, to not be doing the things that make you happy. And so, so I'm very spontaneous in my, in my uh, personal life, in my business. And a lot of times, you know, my team will tell you that, yeah, maybe I'll do a, maybe I'll put on an online event. I'll just call up my team and say, hey, you know, uh, Maybe in November I'll do an online event, and then we start. Then we just start doing the marketing to, to attract people to it. But most of my stuff is not pre-planned, and I I love living that way. Uh, kind of because then you get to live in the present. You get to be very present. You get to live in the now, and you get to, you know, sometimes opportunities present themselves that may not have been the ones that you originally would, if you pre-planned that might not have been the things you would have uh, done, and so um, for me having that flexibility and being able to it's the word of the year pivot. They use that word a lot these days, but being able to pivot and, and switch just instantaneously, if some, a better opportunity comes up, if, if, if uh, 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 let's say I got a call from somebody who, want, who wanted to do business with me, uh, you know, if I don't have anything planned that day and suddenly hit this person I know is gonna, where we can make a big difference to each other in business or, or personally or whatever it is, and being able to just say, hey, you know what, why don't I, why don't I fly down to see you? I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, that, that, that can create a lot of amazing synergies and you know a lot of people have this tunnel vision approach to life where everything's pre-planned and and i'm not criticizing them because i know you know we're all wired differently but when you have that a lot of times you have the blinders on you're missing all this other stuff that might be uh you know potentially trying to come into your life that you're having to turn down because you, you you've made something very rigid for yourself and so that's what works for me i know not, it's not for everybody i know some people really need to have things uh, you know, more concrete and they need to have that schedule. And I totally get it. I'm not, this not a criticism, but I think one of my, the reasons that I've been successful is just being able to suddenly, you know, totally switch direction instantaneously. And it's worked really well for me during these COVID times, for example, because normally I'd be traveling. And like I said, I'd be volunteering, doing all the things I normally do. And I've actually taken this time, taken the, the you know, there's a silver line. And once again, I've got gratitude for COVID in some ways, because it actually slowed things down for me and allowed me to create more content to help uh, my, my following. And I can see a lot of people are gonna have you know, financial difficulties. When you shut down the global economy and people are losing jobs, there's only really one thing that's guaranteed and that's that we're gonna have a lot of people in trouble you know, after this chaos. And so I've taken this time to create more content to help uh, some of these people that are, that are gonna be struggling. And but I was only able to do it because I could switch from my original plans and just say, Hey, well, I've got this downtime now that I normally wouldn't have. So what can I do to be productive and help more people with it? And so I had the ability to, to, to switch that pretty much instantaneously. And so I feel very blessed that for whatever reason, I somehow made uh, being go with the flow uh, work for me because a lot of people can't do that. So. Um, but it's, it's totally authentic to you and it makes you happy. Other people will be stressed out by it and other people are stressed out by planning, but they don't allow themselves to be that spontaneous because that's now not how easy life should be or something like that. But you, you have to be really centered in yourself and happy with being by yourself because you travel or if you make decisions like that, you go alone. And, and what is the magic in that? I love to be alone, but I like, I know that loads of people, they hate it because it's like, oh no, then I'm lonely or insecure or whatever. How do you develop this mindset or did you, were you a, a kid like that already? Like uh, not a lonely wolf, you're Mr. Wolf, but I, it's such a fine line between, I always say I love to be alone and I'm not lonely because I, I have myself, but 
if you don't like yourself, it's hard to be alone with your thoughts. Where is there some incidents or, or switch or you just grew grew into this lifestyle and you really enjoy it? That's that's so true to yourself. You know, you, you yeah. you're beaming and shining and that's just who you are. And I love that you are finding your way even more and more and more. And you meet awesome people all the time. You're not lonely at all. But in in the hotel room, other people would be like, oh, and I'm alone and I need my other half. I hate that yeah. saying. Like, no, you're a full person and maybe you have somebody joining you, but be a full person yourself. So what do you, what do, you do for your mindset or how are you dealing with all that? Yeah, well, for, for me, I'm, I'm not alone all the time. And, and one, I you know, obviously for my volunteering, like, you know, here, here we are, you're, you're, in, you're in Switzerland, I'm in Canada right now. And because of my volunteering, I've, I've met people from so many different countries, first of all. So I'm not always alone. It's, uh, obviously, if I came to where you live, I'd say, hey, I'm in town, let's go, let's go grab a coffee, right? Absolutely. So, so I do know lots of people all over the world. So sometimes, um, you know, most other people can't keep up with my lifestyle. So I don't have any one person that can travel with me full time. Uh, but I have a lot of friends that say, Hey, I've got a week vacation. I'm going to be in Costa Rica. Do you want to come join me? And it's like, sure. And so sometimes I am with other people, so I don't travel alone all the time, but being a nomad, um, you know, you, you get used to, uh, sometimes being on your own. And sometimes, sometimes I actually like it. Like I like being with other people. I'm very social. I like to be with other people in general, but you know, the advantage to traveling alone is that I can wake up when I want to wake up and I can do the things I want to do. And I don't necessarily just like to do the touristy things. I like to do that too, but I also like to see how people really live. And I like to see, explore other cultures. And so, uh, you know, in, in my travels, I, I, once again, when I wake up and I'm alone, I'm, I'm grateful for that solitude and being able to have the freedom to do what I want. And when I'm with other people, I'm grateful. Hey, I get, you know, I get to be with a, a friend of mine this week. And so um, I, I think it's just a matter of, of once again being able to adapt to different situations. You're, if you can't stand being alone ever, uh, you know there's things you can do while you travel. Like you can go on Meetup.com, for example, and you know, or you can attend different, uh, you know, attend different things. I, I, I find it really easy. I find once again that you know, I'm actually kind of believe it or not, I'm shy. A lot of people don't believe that. I'm actually I would call myself a shy extrovert. I actually, my energy, I feel better when I'm with people. And that's why I love to volunteer at big events and, and do personal development seminars and hang out with other like-minded people. I don't love being alone, but I've learned to adapt that just to be grateful for the, that alone time because there's a, there's certain advantages to that too. And so um, so I'm happy when I'm with other people. I'm happy when I'm alone. And that's a choice. You can, you can absolutely, you know, have that solitude and then, you know, go out somewhere. There's, if you're, especially if you're in places where there's lots of tourists, there's other people that have things in common with you. They're, they're they may be traveling alone too. A lot of times I'll go on a tour and you'll meet other people. And the next thing you know, you made a new best friend and you hang out with them while you're in that country. Then you go to the next country and you meet somebody else. So there's ways to uh, meet people if you struggle to be uh, alone. But I, I actually like the alone time for a certain amount of time. And I love being with other people a certain amount of the time. And I like the mix. But uh, there's ways that you can, I mean, like I said, do tours, go to, um, you know, in, in North America, it's really popular, meetup.com. I don't know how popular it is in, in Europe, but you can go on there and look for people who are going to, to pub night or, and so I've met a lot of locals in different countries. And also, like I said, when you volunteer at events like I do, like Brendan Burchard, he usually has people from 40 different countries. So I literally know people, I would, I would say, in uh, you know, probably at least six, and I've been to 75 countries countries myself. And, and so I, I know people in country, probably 50 different countries, I'd say. So, uh, so if I, if I don't want to be alone, that's also, you know, it's, it's easy to coordinate that. And with social media, it's so easy to just keep in touch in such a nice way. It's not loose and, and um, like this, it's just nice. Just like, Hey, how are you? And I love it. I had 30 pen pals when I was a teenager, you know, that's like social media is my dream. <laughs> to keep in touch with all the people I meet. And maybe some best friend of one tour is not sticking for long and another one is, is staying your whole life. I like that, that abundance of people. I have this mindset totally. I'm still learning with the money, but it's, it's totally the same. Like with friendships, I, I expect abundance in connections and friendships 
wherever I go. And that's how it is because that's my mindset. And exactly. that's, you're, you're just abundant in every topic. I just love it. I really, I really admire you for this. Yeah, you're just authentic from the inside out and that's all you need. Well, you're very sweet. Thank you for saying that. And you kind of reminded me, you know, social media, a lot of times I get myself in trouble. So I'll be somewhere and I'll post pictures and somebody will say, what, you're in my country, you didn't even call me. And I forget because I know so many people, I can't remember who lives where. And uh, but sometimes I'll, I'll post something and then people say, well, if you're here, I want to show you around. And the next thing you know, you were there alone, but you're not alone anymore. Or somebody will say, oh, you're, you're in Bali. Oh, my best friend lives in Bali. You need to call this person. They'll connect you. And so, uh, you know, I, I find that I'm almost... Uh, if if I want to be with somebody, I can almost always manifest that. And so, um, but yes, I, th I think um, the, if you can be abundant in er in every department of your life, uh, life becomes magical, and it's, it's very hard not to be happy and not not joyful when that happens. <laughs> and why would you not want to be happy? That's that's uh, yeah. But yeah, it's so interesting. Like. I was listening to a recording of Abraham Hicks. If, if somebody is so abundant and so successful, it's like, that's not fair. You know, if you're not in this vibration from some other standpoint, it's like, that's, he has everything. What's, what's wrong with him? But yeah, you can have that like step by step. And you don't, if you listen now to this podcast, you could decide that you would hop over the micromanaging your team phase because you decide to you know like work on yourself and and every day you say no i don't want to micromanage i listen to mike that this step is not helpful you know like having the power of decision every second of your day i think just that is so amazing and being yeah, aware of it, that's the important thing. If you're like, yeah, I have to do this and that, and I have these obligations. No, you don't. You choose to. So if you don't like it, change it. Don't whine. I don't like whining. And then go the next step and the next step and just let Absolutely. it unfold. And you bring up an important point. I mean, it, it is a choice. You can decide. And, it, and like I said, it all starts with gratitude. So even if all you got from this uh, segment is is tomorrow you wake up and you just think about for, for five minutes think about the things that you're grateful for and uh, you know the, the, there's so many things that we all if you, if you have the ability to watch this you need to be grateful for the fact you know even during lockdown we have a technology where we can still have community I mean that in itself is magic and if you, if you have a tap in your home that clean water magically appears when you turn I mean there, we have so much to be grateful for and so it, start, it starts with that and then I just find that, um, you know, it, it is a choice. There's some people that are just waiting to see what life sends their way. And that's a really, that's a really slow uh, way of creating this. And but you're doing that too. You're just waiting what, what's coming in and what I can. <laughs> so yeah. do you say first you have to get to a point where like the magic, like step up to the stage where the magic happens or what? If, if I'm like now, not miserable, luck, like, yeah, this mic guy is annoying, yeah. like gratitude in the morning. And then next, next one, what would be your advice? I, I say, stay away from a negativity. Like don't, I don't watch the news. Nothing good happens from watching the news. It just gets you worked up and it's intentional. That's what, that's what it's there for. It's there to get you uh, so you can't stop watching it so they can sell lots of money get, or get lots of money from advertisers. That's what it's all about. And so I, I'd stay away from negativity, hang out with other like-minded people. Uh, that's why I do a lot. I've done a lot of personal development because I love hanging out in rooms with other people that are trying to better themselves. And so you can hang around with people that are complaining. And it's like, oh, stupid COVID and stupid government and stupid this and stupid that. And you can hang out with that. And that's what your life is going to look like. You're going to be uh, miserable and you're going to be hanging out with you know, negativity or you can choose, hey, I'm only going to put myself in positive situations. I'm turning, I'm turning off all that noise and all the stuff that's purposely trying to irritate me and, and bring me to the negative. And so just hanging out with the positive, hanging out with other like-minded people. That's one of the reasons why I love volunteering for people like Brandon Burchard because he only attracts really good people that are all working on themselves. And that we wouldn't know each other if it weren't for that. But, you know, hanging out in those sort of environments uh, obviously right now it's a little bit tough to do live events but when when that happens again but even online doing online uh trainings and things like that so i've, I've used this downtime 
you know, I've, I've done a lot of, uh, I've, I've both created some online uh, stuff, but I've also watched other people's online stuff. And so even though it's online communities, you can still communicate with other positive uh, people. So I think that the next thing is really to, to get as much negativity out of your life as possible. And, you know, that, that'll start changing your mindset. If, if you're hanging out with people that are complaining all day long, you're going to see this world as a horrible place and things are going down the tubes and our, you know, our economy sucks. And there's, I see a ton of opportunity be, being created from all this chaos right now. That's, that's what I see. So that's the filter. Yeah, that what I, I love about you, it, you're, you're thinking about the opportunities and win-win situations. You know, if you're a Turk with a lot of money, you're like, Oh, where can I like, take over people's houses where they can't afford it anymore. And ha ha ha, I will like, but that's what I love about you. And, and I know a lot of people who are with these intentions, rich in with these intentions, money and mindset wise, and then magic happens from there. You know, you see opportunities in this chaos, chaos, chaos but, yeah. but you're not out for, for, for meanness or like ha ha ha's you're like let's create win-win situations that's so abundant again that's i love it th that's one of the things that i teach so let me give you an example um so i, I send out marketing to help people I, i used to have a company in 2007 during the last big recession i had a company that i called foreclosure fixers and what i would do is i would send out flyers saying hey i can help stop the foreclosure and sometimes i could and i could help people stay in their home And so they wouldn't lose it to the bank. Other times I couldn't, they were too far gone. And with those people, I would have had the opportunity if I wanted, I could have stolen their home from them and got it for super cheap because they're, they're going to get nothing by letting the bank have it. But instead what I did is I would make sure, like I, may, I might buy their home off them, but I always make sure that they had enough money for a damage deposit on a rental property for several months rent for food and I left something on the table for them and I could have totally left them with almost nothing, but I, I chose to, to do that. Now, a lot of these people couldn't pay their mortgage because they lost their job. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of times bad things happen to good people. Nobody chose for COVID to happen. So we're going to see a repeat of that. We're going to see a lot of people that would pay their mortgage gladly if they were still working. And so, but what I would do by giving them, I call that a soft landing. I'd always make sure that I leave them in a better position than when I found them and a much better position than if they just, you know, let the bank take their home. And by doing that though, if, if, if that person lost their job, I, I might be leaving something on the table for them. Maybe I'm not getting that home run on the deal. I'm still making a paycheck, but I'm not getting that home run. Well, guess what? They work with 10 other people that just lost their job. So they would send me 10 of their friends. And so I would make a smaller paycheck, but I make a lot of them. And so by, By leaving something on the table for, for somebody else, not only will they send their friends to you and you can help each and every, you can, not only can you help more people, you'll make more money, but then guess what? When you have good people and something bad happens to them, well, on their way back up, guess what? They're going to buy another home again. And who are they going to go to? You, because you took good care of them. You, you uh, helped them. You gave them a solution. And so whenever you help somebody, like I said, it comes, sometimes it comes back 10, 100, 1,000 fold. And so treat the other person, uh, you know, the way you would want to be treated and give, give them a solution that's good for them, not just good for you. And uh, so that's some of the stuff that I teach is how do you do ethical real estate investing to make yourself money, but more importantly, help a lot of people while you're doing it. And when you have that, not only do you, will you be wealthy financially, but you'll be wealthy in that you'll be able to sleep very well at night. You'll feel happy. You'll feel fulfilled. Uh, your, your life will be better as a result of helping more people. And that's, that's really what I teach. That sums it up right there. Yeah, and I think we can transfer this kind of mindset to any, any work you're doing. Like Absolutely. if you're in a service business, just be nice to every, every person on the phone or in an interaction and they will remember you and, and you have an impact. Also just buying groceries at the supermarket. I'm so super nice to this all the employees because I want to, not because I'm slimy or like, huh? that's just how I want to treat people I meet or somebody in the, in the aisle and I have to pass. I just be nice. It's so easy and it makes you happy. And the other person is like, wow, she was nice. And maybe she won't, or he won't remember you, but maybe that made their day. You know, it's, Oh, you never like, know. You never yeah, know where where what is happening, and the ripple effect is always happening. 
Well, it's just like that, that uh, you know, that taxi driver in Thailand. He made You're still talking about him. I mean, that was like 20 years, that was like, I don't even know how many years ago, like 20 years ago, and I'm still talking about it because it has such a big impact on, on how I see the world. Because a lot of times I've had people try to help me in my travels. Usually they want something for it, and that's fine. Uh, but this person did it totally selflessly with nothing, no, no expectation of anything. I wouldn't even accept what I tried to give them. And so uh, you can make somebody's day uh, and then they can go and help make somebody else's day. And, or you can do the opposite, ruin somebody's day. And I, I think that, you know, when I see that, and, and unfortunately these days, you know, people are, are uh, you know, I see a lot of scarcity going on right now as people are so divided on so many things and people are fighting over everything. And it makes me really sad to see that. And, and you know, if you come from a place of abundance, you don't, you, you would never act that way. Yeah, and kindness is free and and like nice words are free and being kind to yourself. I just will talk next week in my blog post and that's a topic that I invented. There are a million, a million posts out there, but negative self-talk, like being mean to yourself all day long, that's that's ruining your day every single day, like commenting on your on your looks or whatever you do and if you like let the cup drop you just call yourself out like the meanest i don't know grown-up would call out your you as a kid that's just not helpful like stop being mean to yourself and and start with kindness and then you can give it give it to to other people around you too so i always teach my my daughter if if somebody's mean that means that this person is sad inside It, it this person can't afford to be kind or, or nice because yeah, it's just an inside thing if you're angry all the time. And and I don't want to dismiss like bad things or, or hard, you know, hard. If you have a hard destiny, it's harder. I know that. But even then you can decide like, I want to be a kind person. Yeah. You can change that instantaneously. And uh, you know, I think it all, like I said, I think it all starts with gratitude and figure out what you're happy about, what's good, what's going right, instead of just focusing on the negative. And then from there, you know, always think about, hey, what can you do to make somebody else's life beautiful too, instead of just, you know, all about me, 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 me. What can, what can you do for somebody else? And, and sometimes just smiling or just being kind to somebody, in, like I said, in the, in the grocery store and it's little things like that. And uh, it's a reflection on how you feel. The, the nicer you are to other people, probably the, the better you're going to feel. It goes back and forth. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, every, everything, everything, I think pretty much everything works like that. The more what you put out there is what you get back. And uh, so it's so important, especially these do you, days. Do you nicer. say that too in English, how you, we say in German, how you yell into the woods, it will come back to you. That's a yeah, we, we say kind of what what you, what you give is what you get, what what yeah. you, or what you put out there is what what you get back. And certainly, if you're if you're nice to other people, they'll be nice back to you, and and we can lift each other up. And so we don't, you know, it makes me. Like I said everybody's so divided on everything right now, and you know, this is the time we should all be coming together and helping each other. But we're unfortunately it's going the opposite way. So I think people need to get out of. Like I said, I think if everybody stopped watching the news and they, uh, not that much has really changed on the planet. Be, but when you see the news, that's not that's not what they're that's not what they're showing. They're showing that everything's going really bad, and that's how they make their money. That's how they get their advertisers by keeping you glued to the TV. So it's very sad. Yeah, and it's so interesting. Nearly everybody I'm talking on this podcast to is like, don't watch the news. That's like, oh, yeah. that's that's the advice which everybody gives us, and it's so true. I I didn't watch television for ages, and I don't have news apps on my phone. And then if some major event happens, you see it on social media, and then you can check back. And uh, yeah, so like well. The last final big advice of Mike Wolf to the listener of this podcast, what, what would you say? I'd say if you are watching this during COVID times, um, my, my big advice would be to, you know, take this time. You know, we have this kind of downtime. We have this uh, time where, where suddenly time is going a little bit slower than normal and uh, the pace is slowed down a bit. And a lot of us, are uh, in a transition, use this time wisely. Use it to uh, you know, really work on yourself, educate yourself. Five years from now, you can look back and, and you know, your story could be, hey, well, COVID hit, I was doing really well, and then COVID happened, 
And everything since then has been horrible. My life has been really horrible. I lost my job. That, that could be how you look back five years from now. Or you could say, hey, five, year, you know, five years ago, COVID happened. I took that time to uh, work on myself, uh, you know, think about how I'm going to reinvent myself, knowing that the world is going to change. And I came out of it even better. And, uh, you know, looking back, COVID was, you know, as, as bad as it might have been in some ways and, and obviously devastating to some people, I actually got uh, ahead as a result of it. And so use this time wisely, uh, be kind to others, be kind to yourself, uh, stay positive, and just really focus on, on positivity and gratitude and uh, the rest of it will all fall into place. Thank you so much, Mike, for your energy, for your wisdom, and for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. If you liked this episode, I look forward to a review from you. And it would be so nice to hear from you what you liked best and what is your takeaway. And maybe it sparked some idea. You really are surprised to, to have this idea now and you can go and create joy for your life. And please tell me about it. I would love to hear from you. My contact details, you will find them in the show notes. Have a wonderful day.